Hello, my name is Love Afrifa, and you're listening to For The One Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to For The One Podcast. My name is Love Afrifa, and I'm super, super excited to introduce this week's guest for the Growing Pain series, Greer Rutt. And Greer is such a sweet friend, a devoted sister in Christ, and just a fantastic human being all around. She's currently a rising senior at Baylor University, and I just love her so much. Um, Yeah, but Greer, go ahead and say hi. (laughs) Hey, um, I'm so, so excited to be doing this. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course, of course. Please tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself, like how old you are, where you are right now, um, what you're up to and your future plans as well. Yeah, so like you said, I'm about to be a senior at Baylor. I'm 21. Um, Yeah, that feels weird saying I feel like an adult. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm currently in Phoenix, Arizona for a couple of weeks, but um, coming up this summer, I'm going to be serving as an intern at missions organization in Oklahoma City. Um, I'm also going to be hanging out in D.C. as an admin for a mission trip pretty soon. Um, in terms of school future plans, I think I'm, like you said, I'm a senior. I'm going to be the student executive director at LEAD following actually in love's footsteps. Um, I've got some big shoes to fill when I think of that, um, but I'm so, so excited. Um, I'm also going to be applying to seminary in the fall and hopefully go into ministry. Oh my gosh, that's so many things. I'm so happy for you. Wow, that's so exciting. But yeah, we're so excited to have Greer on the podcast today. Um, we're going to be talking about God's faithfulness and growing pains, a, a topic that we've definitely touched on, but I'd love to um, hear Greer's perspective on all of that as well, but also just talking about the father heart of God and a lot about Greer's testimony. It's going to be a little bit of an interview style today, but I'm super excited again to have her on. Um, but before we get started, I actually am going to ask Greer to pray over us and the episode. <laughs> all right, let us pray. Uh, Dear Father, thank you so much um, just for the opportunity to share. Um, Thank you so much for this podcast that loves created a space that um, we can talk about the growing pains and we can talk about your faithfulness and who you are and where you are in different situations. Um, Thank you so much that you are faithful and present in every single day. Um, I pray over this podcast that you would just equip those speaking and that you would just speak through us um, just to get your gospel and your name known that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are the only one, that you are Lord and that you are King and so worthy of all of our love. We love you so much, but not nearly as much as you love us. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Okay. Thank you so much, Greer. But jumping right in. Um, As believers, I really feel like we need a fresh revelation of God's faithfulness. Being able to fully trust God is just the beginning of living an abundant life. And if you don't fully believe that God is faithful to lead you into the best possible life you could have, then you won't really seek his will. Um, You won't trust him with your possessions and you won't be able to fully enjoy his presence. So we're going to talk about all of that. We're going to talk about how God's faithfulness impacts the living out of our faith every single day. And we're going to talk about so much more too. Um, But I'm so excited that Greer is here to talk a little bit about that. Um, But I first would like to just pose a question to Greer and of course to you guys as well. How would you answer someone who asks, 
why do you trust God's faithfulness? Yeah. So I'm going to start this off by saying I love being in control. Mm. Um, I'm such a control freak. I didn't get that from my mom. And also like trust issues are something I've definitely struggled with for a couple of years. Like I almost fear giving up control because I don't want to either like burden anyone else, burden God, Mm -hmm. or like be abandoned. Mm -hmm. But when I look back at the times I've settled and let him in and let him be faithful, he's always been more faithful and more beautiful than I could ever imagine. Um, And he doesn't see us as like burdens to pick up or he doesn't abandon us when things get hard he wants us to trust him it's not just like a you must trust me or you will die he just wants <laughs> us there um because he truly does want the best for his children and he always has the best for his children yeah. and sometimes he likes to wait until the last minute to answer <laughs> a lot of what I pray about mm. but that's always been answered in a manner that I don't anticipate and again more than what I could ever imagine Um, I think about even coming to Baylor University or leaving, I left church leadership position that I loved so much, or even this internship that I have coming up. Each of those times, those have been very quick answers to (laughs) long-term prayers, but every single time I finally allowed him to trust in those spaces, the Lord really showed up in his faithfulness and he had such perfect timing. He brought me to this amazing university. He brought me to a new space in the church and new life group. And he gave me this internship, which I'm so excited about. Um, So in the end, like I trust his faithfulness because his way and his plans always end up better than mine. Mm -hmm. Um, Because each of those times I've had, oh, I want to do X, Y, Z. I want to go to this school. I want to do this job. I want to do this thing. But his plans and his ways are always better. And it's so sweet and brings such freedom and peace just to let go of control and really just let him work. Oh my gosh, that's so powerful, honestly. I think for me too, like I'm also kind of a control freak in the sense that like I love planning things and knowing that this is the plan and things will go according to plan. But after four years of university and everything in between, nothing has really gone according to plan at all but it's still beautiful. It still brought so much fruit. And I've still seen the Lord's hand in everything that I've experienced so far. And so I totally agree that like, like what he ends up putting our lives together as is just so much more beautiful than what I could have done by myself. You know, like even I think about that picture or maybe, maybe this is a picture I'll just share with the group, but (laughs) I think of like the Lord showing me the roadmap of my life. And me not even being able to understand the language that it's in. Because like, um, there's so many nuances. Every little thing the Lord has fashioned together um, so beautifully. And only he really understands the end result that he's trying to bring me to. Um, And we only see glimpses of that because that's all we can understand in that moment. But yeah, I totally agree that it just brings so much freedom and peace when you just let go of control. Knowing Mm -hmm. that God is ultimately just trying his best to do the best in your life you know and it will be because he is the best so wow um I do want to say that God (laughs) that our God is wholly faithful to us and no matter what we do he will be there for us
I just kind of want to ask Greer, where do you feel like, um, what, when do you feel like you are on your own? Like, have you ever had moments where you're like, this is just me by myself? Or do you um, have that fresh revelation of God's faithfulness? Um, does that come through Devo time? Uh, yeah, I just kind of want to know, pick your brain on that. Yeah, absolutely. So actually, really, it's funny that question comes up because I feel like loneliness was just a major struggle, even in this past year, mm-hmm. um, both like school year and since COVID. Um, and COVID definitely played a really large part. Um, also, along with dealing with some uh, very difficult situations with some friends of mine, mm-hmm. um, I walked with some of my people dealing with some serious mental health issues, um, both of which came really close to attempting suicide. Um, and I ended up taking a lot of time, more time than I should have, <laughs> um, not setting healthy boundaries and trying to be there every moment and trying to love them really well. But it also really caused me in doing that, isolating myself from my community um, and my other friends just so that I was like wow. available to take that on. Yeah. Um, and overall, I felt like I had to be everything for everyone, which is like so not of God and that I wasn't like worthy of love unless I was doing all these things. Um, and that also caused like my own mental health to struggle as well as this went on. Um, yeah. Just feeling like really alone, really tired all the time, mm-hmm. um, which also, which gives such space for the enemy to like sneak in and plant little lies. Wow, um, so true. planted lies like that I'm a burden or like wasn't worth speaking with until I was doing something. And I really feel like the Lord um, brought fresh revelation in that, like these past few months. Um, so I, our church that I go to right now has this like work hour long worship session called Jesus Hour. Um, and he started telling me to go to that a little bit more um, mm-hmm. whenever I could, whenever I had a free moment. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, um, the Lord literally like called me out in a crowd. Um, wow. Somebody like got this word that, the Lord wanted to speak to somebody deal- who's dealing with long-term loneliness. And there were like a lot of people in that room, but I was sitting there like, oh, hi, God, <laughs> that me. <laughs> hi. Um, wow. And I was already, we were in a time of like interceding for each other. Mm-hmm. So I was in a group with two friends that were nearby, Sergey and Olivia. And I told them that, like, I thought that the Lord was talking to me in that moment. Um, and I, cause I had just been praying with him about that literally five seconds prior to that moment. Wow. Um, and he invited those ladies into that space with me and he invited me into like, no, you need to talk about this because literally once I was like, I I'm, I'm going the other way. I'm going, I'm leaving. I, I need to walk away. Bye. Um, but he said, no, you need to stay. You need to say, this is have people pray for you for this. Um, and so my friend Sarah Grace was praying over me and she prayed against literally every lie that I had just been speaking with God about without even me like telling her what happened, was going on. Um, and Olivia spoke so many encouragements over me as well and just had me listen to what God had to say in that moment. And I just heard him speak that I'm worthy of being seen. And lately I've been seeing him use that truth that I am worthy of being seen over and over again. And having me trust that that was true, not mm-hmm. by anything that I do or like by any of my works, um, not by loving my friends or anybody else well or loving him well, but because of what he did on the cross and the fact that he loves us well. 
Um, and he's so faithful to act on this every single time, just reminding his children how loved they are, whether it's through your da my daily time in scripture or just being in my life group community or in worship. I love being in worship just because I feel like it's such an intimate time. Yeah, me too. And he just shows up in all of those spaces mm -hmm. and he just pours so much life into us. And I'm really, really grateful that that's what he's been teaching me. Recently. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That is such a powerful moment. And I feel like there's so many uh, moments like that that the Lord, of course, wants to show others as well. Like he wants to directly speak to so many people, but it's moments like that, that you hold on to when you're like in those moments where you feel alone and things like that. You remember those worship nights that you went to or that extra time you spent with God and he really met you where you were at. Such a powerful moment. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, um, it's like, we never know how those things are going to impact us until mm -hmm. we sit down and obey and actually do the thing. Wow. Yes. Wow. Sit down and obey. That's a, that's a word right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm thinking about the, um, the verse Isaiah 54, 10, um, where it says for the mountains may depart and the hills may be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart for you. And my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. And just kind of reflecting on what you just said too, like, even in the moments where you were feeling lonely even in a crowd of like a crowded room full of people, the Lord was still able to speak to your situation and that he sees you and that he's with you even in those moments. And I think like that plays into the faithfulness that we've been talking about, the faithfulness of God, because it is foundational to his character and his love and his, it's steadfast and it's even more sure than the ground we walk on. And I think it's really hard to picture that practically, but you don't expect the floor to cave in <laughs> when you're walking on it. But in the same way, like the Lord's love really does carry us. And I'm really excited to just have that fresh revelation. I'm honestly so encouraged just hearing how the Lord's been moving in your life too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in this next section of this episode, Greer mentioned how verses 10 through 20 of Ephesians 6 had really been blessing her. In these verses that we're about to read, Paul is speaking to us and his call is to be strong with the strength of God and not the strength of man. And he repeats that idea twice for emphasis. And I think um, what he was really trying to emphasize is that the strength or power um, it's not about bulging muscles or fighting human skills or fights like that. It's truly about using and believing in the strength of God for the battle. In these verses, Paul explains that it is the strength of God that is necessary since the enemy is not human, but is spiritual in nature. It is impossible to do this without first understanding and believing in the faithfulness of God and his character. So before we dive into that discussion, I really want to invite Greer to read that passage and to talk about how it's been blessing her during this season. Yep. All right. Ephesians 6, 10 through 20, this is the NIV version. Mm -hmm. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. 
For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Amen. Wow. Such a powerful, powerful passage. Um, yeah, Greer, I would love for your thoughts on this and just, uh, again, just talking about how it's been blessing you in this season. Yeah, I definitely feel like the Lord has been using this passage over and over again in my life, especially again, this past year, mm-hmm. uh, specifically looking at like verse 10, be strong in the Lord. Um, he talks about, again, not in our strength, not in our emotional willpower or physical strength, but it's in his alone. Do we even function and do normal things? Like I can't even speak if it weren't for his strength. Yeah. Um, yeah. And during, I feel like during quarantine, this really started becoming my anthem passage. Wow. Um, during the pandemic, um, we were sent, those of us in the residence halls were sent home. Um, and I went, I'm an out-of-state student and had to move into the living room of a one-bedroom apartment with my mom. Um, in a town where I had like zero community. Um, and that just caused and triggered a whole bunch, like the suddenness of it triggered such a serious bout of just depression. And I had zero resources to use to deal with it. Um, because again, I'm an out-of-state student, um, and the university didn't really have anything that they could point me to. Um, so that really just, again, caused me to start feeling really alone. Um, my discipler at the time encouraged me to get into reading more scripture. And this passage was one of the first things that I came upon. Um, and I decided that I was going to memorize it. Um, and that was going to be my quarantine project. Um, yeah, though I didn't have the proper resources in order to just like combat a lot of the depression. Um, I did have Jesus and he reminded me that in combating anything, whether it's sin or circumstances, it's through his strength and it's not my own. And that's not to say like, don't go to counseling, don't do that. Like I fully (laughs) encourage it. I went straight back to counseling when I um, got back to Baylor. Um, But in this moment, this passage was what I really needed to maintain that hope. Um, And I so often return to this passage it most recently came up again <laughs> over a campus-wide prayer and worship gathering called FM72 that we do at Baylor. Yeah. Um, basically, it's they have a 72-hour prayer tent and a worship session every night for those 72 hours. Um, yeah, and we discussed one of the nights about freedom and confession that we may live abundant lives that are worthy of the gospel. And the Lord caused me to confess a long-term struggle with sexual sin. 
And I confessed this to my life group leader and spent like nights weeping over in the prayer tent. One of them prayed with me for literally hours in the tent. And she actually brought me back to that passage and encouraged me to pray that scripture before bed every single night, um, which I've been doing since that night of the event. Um, and something she reminded me of was that we are so equipped. Like he lays out every bit of our armor, whether it's mm. sandals and a breastplate and a helmet and a sword and all of these things, we're just so equipped to combat the battles and we don't fight them alone. We're just asked to stand in his might and stand in him. And he clothes us in all of these things uh, once we trust him with that. that helped me tear down so many lies that are associated with that sin from a lot of self-hatred and hopelessness that the Lord had been just breaking off. And he's been replacing that with so much joy and just so much hope that I almost forgot what that kind of freedom felt like. And it's been so abundant and so beautiful along with doing just the prayer time um, and other serious deep dives into accountability and discipleship. I feel like I'm finding so much freedom And I am really, really grateful that the Lord was so faithful to just keep bringing and using that passage back up. Um, I feel like I have it completely memorized at this point because I'm reading it every single night. And yeah, I'm really, really excited just to spend with that. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. I, the thing that really just reminded me and stuck with me is how much hope we can find in a scripture and how much hope we can find in the word of God. Because again, just like his character, his word is also faithful to come true. And I think the fact that it just kind of started off with the scripture, but it became so much more, it became such a powerful moment of like redemption and reconciliation and just growth in the things of God for you. I think that's so important. I think one of the verses that really sticks out to me in this whole passage, which the whole passage is fantastic, specifically Ephesians 6.12, and this is a different version, but our for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. It reminds me that like any issue or any problem that I have with another human being, they're not really the person I'm struggling with. They're not really the issue, but it's so much more than that. It's bigger than that. It's a spiritual battle and they aren't inherently the ones causing me evil or pain, but the battle I'm fighting is spiritual. And because of that, I have to not only put on the armor of God, like we talked about, but put on hope, which comes through scripture and which comes through the word of God. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of For The One Podcast. And thank you so much for listening to part one of Growing Pains with Greer Rutt. I hope you'll tune in next week for part two. And I hope that this series has been blessing you. If it has, let us know on Instagram at For The One Podcast. And don't forget that God loves you and he'd leave the 99 just to find you. Bye.